Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. But hey, you know, you you remember things like that um, whenever you can. Congratulations, by the way, to Los Angeles Dodger All-Star Clayton Kershaw, pitcher. Clayton Kershaw being named the All-Star Game starter tomorrow at Dodger Stadium right here in Los Angeles. Great day for L.A. All-Star Game uh, was canceled in 2020 because of the COVID moved to 2022 and uh, hopefully it'll be a good show if you don't watch baseball you don't watch a lot of uh, sports you know what all-star game it's worth tuning in for it's one game you can do one game and uh, lots of fun lots of fun going on also at the stadium if you just want to google uh, major league all-star game lots of things you can check into uh, with that watch it online if you love the sport welcome again southern california live i got a question for you today southern california live listeners who are the all-stars in your life who are the people that you would say, hey, these are the all-stars in my life, people who have just done a great job. I don't mean like famous people that you would you would mention, but who are the people maybe who have impacted you, saved your life, given you the best advice? Maybe they've done something amazing. I got a story for you about a guy who is an all-star who uh, saved a bunch of people's lives in Indiana. I'll share that with you in just a moment. But I thought it'd be good to get some great all-star stories because it is all-star time here in Southern California. And uh, great to be with you. You can give me a call and let me know your story. 888-528-2557. 888-LA-TALKS is the number. 888-528-2557. You can also email me at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. SoCalLive at kkla.com. All right, one of the, uh, you know, one of the things that's on my mind too with this is that there are so many different stories that are just not good. Are you tired of it? I'm tired. I'm kind of exhausted. And I thought, you know, we can talk about it. There, And we have to talk about the things that are wrong in our society because we need to fix them. We can't just check out. We cannot, and I believe we can fix them. I really believe that we can. I think that people are waking up to the fact that there are some things that we can do. And then we keep getting hit with different things. I can't even talk about the uh, the reports coming out about the Uvalde school shooting, you know, from the police, the school administration. It's all a disaster. And there, I know there's a bigger picture there. And uh, there's a there's a lot that we got to talk about because we should be concerned. There needed to be a big hero, and there wasn't one. There probably is some people who did as best as they could at that time. Uh, but uh, it's not a great story. But in all of that, I thought, you know what? There are heroes and all-stars around us of all kinds. You know, and one of the ways that we help us remember in our, I would say, exhaustion, the exhaustion that we have of all of the news going on. Are you exhausted? I think it's a great word, right? That... I mean, it's not great that that's happening, but I think it's reality that we're pretty exhausted by so much news that's coming out and so many things. America, Pew Research put out a uh, survey this weekend said Americans' confidence in newspapers and television news uh, is uh, the worst ever, about 11 percent um, looking at television news. Uh, have 11 percent of people have confidence in television news, 11 it's pretty hard to get 11% in anything. You know, if you were taking a multiple choice exam in school and you deliberately wanted to fail, 
to get an 11%, let's say you had four choices, A, B, C, and D, and you just picked at random, to get an 11%, you would probably have to know the right answer and deliberately choose the wrong answer in order to get that down to 11%. That's how bad it is. Newspapers, are we talking about the paper, newspaper? I think we're talking about just newspapers, you know, New York Times. You probably don't get it in news, you know, in paper form. LA Times, you get that in paper form? Do you get it at all? You know, I don't. I get it digitally. Most of us get it digitally. I think they're all still considered newspapers. Uh, 16%. We barely think the uh, newspapers are more reliable than anything else. I, that, I think that is, a, is at the core of our exhaustion, is that it's so much work to try to figure out what's going on. Uh, and I, you can do the work. That's one of the things we try to do here. And I am optimistic about it getting better. I think that, that we're waking up to the fact that we better be truthful out there as much as we can, or the insanity is just going to continue. So let's think about the all-stars that we have in our life. Here's some good reporting. You know, what's interesting is local news actually gets rated a little bit higher. It's not really in uh, this survey, but uh, local news does a little bit better. Um, And I think it's because there's still great stories. There's still, it's still worth tuning on, tuning in or tuning on or tuning in and, uh, and watching it. So here's a story for you. This is from Lafayette, Indiana, and this is a guy who ran into a burning house and saved a family's life. He just ran in there. He's driving by, and he goes, oh, look, the house is on fire. And what he did not do was take out his phone and just put it go on Instagram Live and go, look, house is on fire. He went in there, and he saved the lives. He saved a family from a burning house. And uh, he was in the hospital. He got hurt doing that, which is I'm not saying that you should just go run into a burning house. Okay, the guy's name, though, is Nick Bostick. And uh, this is what he had to say about it. Waking up every morning, I have something to remind me of why I'm here. It's still alive. Why God keeps me here. And he, he worked through me. He used me like his instrument that night. And man, he worked like a G. <laughs> So he goes into, that's a great laugh there, a little laugh he's got there. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's pretty excited about, uh, and you would be, right? I mean, he, and he loves Jesus, and he's a young guy, I don't know how old he is, early 20s, and he's like, I'm going to, I am going to be used by God to do something. He said that he loves to get up in the morning and says, how how am I going to be God's instrument today? And uh, this interview happened after he got out of the hospital, it is... um, and from WLFI News in Lafayette, Indiana, uh, is where the story comes from. And so he talks about what happened as he's driving by. Slammed on the brakes, I turned the steering wheel, and I did a 180. I ran into the back of the house, um, and I was yelling for anybody. Uh, four faces, three or four faces came out the top. Think about that for a minute. So. He drives by, and he immediately turns around. He does a 180. I'm so glad he didn't say, I did a 360, because that's just a circle. It means you're going in the same direction. You ever people say that? They oh, I did a 360. What they meant was they turned around. But a 360 means you spin all the way around and just keep going the same direction you're in. No, 180 is to turn around. He drives by, house on fire. I'm going to go do this. And uh, he goes in there, and he notices that there are in the house, he sees three or four faces coming out on top. And turned out that four children and uh, an 18-year-old sister were inside. And the older sister was able to get three of the siblings out, but one was still missing. And uh, he helped him out with that. And then he ran back in. And this is what he said. I heard a faint whine, a faint crying noise. And I went down there uh, until I found that baby. 
So he goes into a burning house. It's pretty rough. If you go online, you see the picture. You know, that house was, you don't know how bad it was. Maybe he was there. Obviously, it was good enough for him to go in and uh, and do this. And once again, I'm not saying you should run into a burning house, okay? I know that, that there's a cringe factor going on with a lot of us right now with this. But you know what? I feel like you have a decision to make in that moment. And he saved these lives. And you have to make that You've got to make that choice. You've got to use your judgment on those kinds of things. You only have a moment to do that. And this kid did it. Uh, He hears a faint whine, a crying noise, and he looked around for the baby. And uh, he gets the baby. And then he didn't know how to exit, but he noticed that there was a window upstairs, is what he said. I remembered seeing a window in the first room I checked for the child. And uh, I I knew that would be the side to go on. It would probably be my best bet. That is uh, an amazing, so he's thinking, you ever get in a situation like this in your brain, it just starts, you start to think incredibly fast. So he does a 180, he turns around, he gets out of the car, on his way into the house, he notices there's a window up there. So his brain, this is a, I think it's just miraculous. I think it is a miracle the way God created our brains, that in these kinds of moments with the adrenaline, we can think so fast and so clearly you ever have a situation where you're just you're able to make so many quick decisions rightly within just split seconds? It's incredible. You got a hero in your life, a story doesn't have to be this dramatic, but a story of somebody who maybe physically they helped you out or spiritually they helped you out. They came to your aid when you are in bad shape, or maybe you just know a story you want to share with us. 888-528-2557. Who are the all-stars in our life? It's All-Star Game Week. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, and asking you, who are the all-stars in your life? Maybe it's Christian all-star, somebody who led you to the Lord, somebody who uh, helped you turn around a certain part of your life. 888-528-2557 is the number if you want to share. So, uh, Nick Bostic, he goes into this house in Lafayette, Indiana, and he is saving this baby, and there's a lot of smoke, and we don't know what all of his injuries are. They didn't report on that, but in the pictures of him, his whole right arm is just completely wrapped up. Clearly, he had some burn injuries, and he had some smoke inhalation, and so he goes upstairs, and uh, he gets out through that uh, upstairs window. The child was safe, but he suffered a lot of injuries. And, you know, this is something that he had to say about it. It was all worth it. I kept reminding myself, like, what a small, what a small um, sacrifice. You know what I mean? Like, this, this temporary pain, oh, yeah, it's so worth it. It's so worth it. And, you know, the family, of course, is grateful as you would be. We don't know all the details there, why there was a fire or other things like that, but he's remained in touch and they've welcomed, in, welcomed him into their family. Here's what he said. They welcome me to their family as a part of their own, which is super cool, and I'm super honored for it. I think it's a inspiring story. You know, as we hear all these stories going on that seem, you know, and they are, they're so negative, so many bad things. Can we keep in mind that amazing people, regular people like this kid, Nick Bostic, can be capable of some amazing things? And you know what? You're capable of some amazing things. You truly are. You may not be called to go into a burning building. Hopefully that never happens to you. Hopefully you just never have that that opportunity or that period of time where you need to know this. But we live in a society where things happen. You just never know when you're going to go out. And I'm proud of this guy. I think it's, uh, you know, 
I, I know, and maybe you feel this way, that maybe it's just like, well, he shouldn't have gone in there, but he saved this baby's life. That's why he's invited into their family. How do you, how do you say thanks for that? You welcome that person into your, your home. I mean, it is a incredible, incredible story. Do you know people like this? Um, do you know people in your life who you would say are all-stars? People who maybe they haven't saved you from a burning building, but maybe figuratively they have. You know, God calls us to do those kinds of things from time to time. God calls us, in fact, I think that what, you know, maybe a really good analogy for all of this is God calls us to go into hell sometimes, the hell that somebody else is dealing with, and help pull them out. To get figuratively with you with this story, it's a great analogy of really what the church is going to do. You know where the Bible tells us that the gates of hell will not prevail? Gates don't do anything except keep you in or keep you out. That's what gates do. They don't move around. They, you know, maybe there's a clicker and it'll open for you, you know, whatever it is. But, right, your gates to your, your house or your backyard, they stay put, hopefully. That's what they're there to do. And they're either there to keep you in or keep you out or keep other people out. And when Jesus talks about the gates of hell not prevailing against his church, that's us, all right, the church. And sometimes I think with all the negativity out there that we worry about the church, and we have good reason to worry about the church, right? We shouldn't not evaluate ourselves. Jesus evaluates the church in the beginning of Revelation, first three chapters. You should read it. It's all painfully relevant about the church, who we are, what we need to, what, what is it that Jesus is looking at, you know, in our church? But the reason that Jesus cares about those things, the reason Jesus cares about false teaching, the reason he cares about the moral decisions that we make, the reason that he wants to be number one in our life, not number two, not an also ran, not a one of the others, but number one, is because there is something greater coming. That everything that's happening is culminates ultimately in God's plan and the glory of God being revealed in Jesus Christ. And he's saying to us, he's saying to the church, hey, the gates of hell are not going to prevail. And what that means is that the church is going to survive, the capital C church, you know, maybe not our little church, maybe not our way of doing church. That's going to change and it's changed over time, over the history of the church. And the church has had a great many failures, but it's also had a great many successes. And the successes come when we go into hell, when pull people out, when we go to see somebody and they're suffering, maybe they're suffering in disease, maybe, and Christians have been there throughout history. Christians are the ones who go in most of the time and stay with people when they're dealing with the plague. And they stay with people when they're dealing with, um, you know, black death and with, um, you know, ultimately Christians didn't respond too well initially with the AIDS crisis, but later they did. And it started with, it was a, I think it was a nun actually who was on television back in the eighties and gives this dying AIDS patient a big old hug and kiss. And it really convicted a lot of people to, Hey, you know what? This is the calling that believers have. We need to go in it's one of the things that I think has been with the COVID and how we've handled that, how we've isolated people so badly. I think, you know, there are many things as we get farther and farther away from it. I know we're still in it and things are going on. But as we get into these things, 
you know, I think that one of the biggest travesties of the COVID is people dying alone, people not being able to be with their families, people not being able to have their loved ones around, especially now that we know more about it. It, It's just horrible. And part of the reason is because it's not who we're meant to be. We are meant to be people as human beings who will go into somebody's suffering and suffer with them or pull them out of suffering if that is possible. That's what we get to do. That's the heroes. Those are the heroes in our lives, right? The people who pull us out of our suffering, the people who rush in and save our life. Sometimes it's physical. Sometimes it's just spiritual. They rush in and save our life. What are your stories of somebody rushing in or maybe something that you've been able to do and accomplish to the glory of God? 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. 888-528-2557. Karen in Anaheim. Welcome to Southern California Live. Karen, how are you? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, Karen. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I just wanted to share a story. Um, it happened a couple of minutes ago. I was 15, and uh, yeah, it was several years ago. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and this is more uh, a story of what I believe was an angel. Um, to this day, I, you can't tell me it wasn't. Um, I was living a pretty wild life when I was younger, and me and some girlfriends went to a big concert at the Anaheim Stadium. Probably way too young to be there without uh, <laughs> supervision, but we were. And we waited all day in the hot sun to be in the very front. It was festival seating. And uh, when the first band came out, the entire, uh, and we were right up to right up the stage. You know, it was us, a line, and then some, some, uh, some bouncers and the stage. And uh, as soon as the first band came up, everybody stood up and rushed the stage. It was hot in the middle of summer. And um, and me and my girlfriend are about five foot two, and, and uh, we got smashed up against the wall. The bouncers jumped back over the wall, so we were smashed up against other people, sweat hot bodies. Anyway, severely, I could not breathe. We couldn't move. We were screaming. Mm-hmm. Her and I were starting to lose consciousness, and nobody could move because people around us saw what was happening, but there was nothing they could do because it was coming from so many thousands of people. And all of a sudden, just as I was about to lose consciousness, I see this big, burly, strong arm reach in like almost from heaven and pull me out by the arm and pull me out. And I was right in the middle, too. So I don't know how they heard me, saw me, got in there and then take turn around and just start beating people out of the way and pulled me out. And uh, and then I and then he started to go. And I said, my friend. And he went back in, just started pushing people, beating people, grabbed this girl, pulled her out. I was trying to catch my breath, and I turned around to say thank you, and he was gone, and Mm. I mean gone. And he was a big biker guy. And I believe, you know, God God sends his angels in many different forms. But I really, and we we were, would at least been hurt if not killed, because nobody could help us that was around us. That's a scary story. That's a really scary thing that happened to you. What a a great hero he is, an all-star in your life, that guy. Absolutely. I wish I could have thanked him, but I think it's one of those things. You, you know, know what? Maybe he's yeah. listening and he's remembering your story. Why don't you just thank him right now? Summer Strut, Anaheim, California, Iron Maiden. All right. <laughs> uh, 1981. A great big biker guy saved me and my girlfriend Lori's life. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Hey, thank you, Karen, for your call. That's a great call. 888-528-2557. We are talking about all-stars in our life. It's All-Star Week here in Los Angeles in Southern California. Who are the all-stars in your life you know, I hope you are listening. He very well could be listening, and he remembers that story. Um, 
what a cool story that is. 888-528-2557. Let's go to Peter in Los Angeles. Peter, welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, how you guys doing today? Good, um, Peter. What? You know, my story is about a guy named Chris. He's a volunteer in a county jail. Uh, he goes to this uh, to the ranch over there in Saugus. Um, you know, I was going through some hardship. I created myself. Um, he he restored my, recharged my faith. Mm, and you he were in, you were in the jail over there? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I was an inmate at the time, going through some hardship. Um, but his faith uh, just, uh, it, he reminded me. I, I've always been faithful. I was just uh, uh, running on E, I guess. Um, he, he, he started, uh, he goes, I think it was Friday, and he would uh, uh, do worship. Uh, I heard the song Redeemed. That was one of the things that, that got to me. Uh, and just his faith, because he, he didn't mention denominations. It, it was just you know, the way he talked about God, and, 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 and he just charged my faith and, and pretty much gave, gave me a, kind of a new life. I, I had to rediscover God and get closer to him, and, and he helped immensely. And if he's listening, I would like to thank, thank him, because I never got to thank him once once I got released. I, you know, nobody wants to go back there. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. So, isn't yeah, it? his name is Chris, man, and just a shout out to him and, and to all the believers, you know, just uh, keep uh, keep sharing the word. Yeah. Keep sharing the word, you know, you, you'll never know who, who you're going to touch, uh, whose life you're going to change. Uh, uh, some people just need it more than others. And uh, a friend of mine, uh, uh, his name is Freddie, I, I just want to give him a shout out to because he, he told me that one day I was going to be sharing the word uh, without even knowing it, and it, it, uh, I do that very often. I'm not one uh, that uh, uh, memorizes verses, but um, I just I just share 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 the love of God and His, and his faithfulness and His grace and and, and His forgiveness. Mm. And, and some people need to hear that. Yeah, they and, do. You know, Peter, like, I got to take a break, but how are you doing now? Doing well? I'm, I'm doing great. I'm going through some small stuff, small stuff, but that's uh, part of uh, you know the, the uh, life, you know, the bumpy road of life. And, yeah. Uh, but you know, with faith. Trusting in God every day, uh, I fear nothing. It, it kind of sounds uh, cocky to some people, but I fear nothing. Yeah. Uh, he's always provided. He's always been there. Uh, no matter what, I had at least one penny in my pocket, uh, a roof over my head. So, I, you know, I cannot complain. All right. you know, God bless everybody. All right, Peter. Thank you for your call. And hang in there with everything you're doing and keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. Good story, by the way. You know, Jesus, he calls out to us. He says, I was in prison and you came to visit me. I tell you the truth, whatever you did for the least of these brothers of mine, you did for me. One of the specific things we are told to do is go to the prisons and share the gospel. Man, I got some good stories about uh, prison ministry and people. You got any of those? Any story that you've got, something all-star in your life, would you... Uh, give us a call. Tell us that story. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. We'll be back as the Monday edition of SoCal Live continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Great to be with you. I'm Scott Furrow. It is All-Star Week in Los Angeles and All-Star Game Baseball, All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium tomorrow. Uh, And it was just announced, by the way, that the 2028 Summer Olympics are officially six years away and they'll be in Los Angeles and take place at venues throughout Southern California. I think we knew that, that the Olympics were coming back here. But 
they will begin officially on July 14th, 2028, and move on through July 30th. Mayor Garcetti in Los Angeles announced that today, along with the Olympic Committee leaders. And, uh, you know, L.A. is a great place. Southern California, great place for the Olympic Games. And they'll be all up and down. Did you go? 1984? I did. It was amazing. I was a kid, but it was it was fantastic. 888-528-2557. We're asking the question, who are the all-stars in your life? Who are the people who have uh, impacted you? Maybe they physically saved your life. Maybe they have impacted your life spiritually. Who are the people who, if you were given a ballot and you said, okay, here's a bunch of Christians uh, on the ballot that you know in your life, who are the all-stars? Who are the ones who did you know, the thing that they needed to do at the time that impacted your life. 888-528-2557. Let's go to Lisa in Orange County. Lisa, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, thank you so much for taking my call. Yeah, well, this isn't about me. I'm, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go right ahead, Lisa. <laughs> well, um, this was quite a few years ago, and this is not my life in particular, but I'm in the pro-life ministry, and we were at an abortion mill down in Tustin, and there were guards in the parking lot not allowing us to, you know, cross a certain line. And so the girls that would go in, we would just reach out and try to lovingly, you know, share the truth with them. And girls by the dozens were going in. And I remember there was this crazy-looking guy that was roller rollerblading back then. He had the knee pads, the elbow, pad, elbow pads, the... It was just it looked like he just learned how to roll, rollerblade, and he rollerbladed right up to me, and he said, you see that girl? And she was way at the other end of the parking lot, a place that I could not get to. He said, she's about to go in and have an abortion. Hmm. So I couldn't figure out a way to get to her, and I ran around the outside of the building, and I ran down the street, and I went around the backside of the parking lot, and I called out to her, and I called out to her. She came up to me. And she started to weep. And that baby today is probably 21 years old. I feel like that somebody stepped out and spoke up to that child. And that child, and that's, that is such an impact on me today. I just realized, oh my gosh, that child's probably 21 years old. Yeah. A life saved. A simple thing sometimes is just speaking up and, and uh, giving out a little bit of love and support can make a whole world of difference. Uh, thank you, Lisa, for uh, for that story. Uh, we may have a story. That, uh, we're not going to do it today, probably, but later this week. You know, the the crisis pregnancy clinics that are around, that are your church probably supports one or might, or you might know one in your community. They're under a lot of attack um, because of the abortion ruling, and a lot of that attack is just not fair. It's not even true uh, what's being said. There are so many ways that we can be heroes for people, and and so often people just need help and they need someone to help. And a lot of the reason why a person might choose abortion or a person might choose to do something else that's bad, sometimes people who just end up, uh, like we've talked about prison ministries and people who are repeatedly in prison, they need help. And the body of Christ can do this. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the power of the Word of God. We have the truth that really, that you can lean into. Like I said, the gates of hell are not going to prevail. They're not going to keep you out. That's what that means. You can get in. And you can get in and do the work and get out. You got to get in and, and be careful not to be, you know, tempted yourself. And there's there's all kinds of the issues like that. But the the bravery sometimes that we just need, that the heroes of our life, sometimes that bravery is just somebody to notice us, somebody to offer that that bit of help. Whether sometimes it can be just encouragement. 
just the simple encouragement where we notice somebody we're working with or somebody that we come across might be having a bad day. You can see it on their face. You know when people that you're connected with on a regular basis when something isn't right, and sometimes they're not going to tell you, and I understand that, with privacy and things like that, but sometimes it's too private. And one of the reasons that we should pray for the people that God has placed in our life, like, do you do that? Do you pray for the people that God has put around you, your coworkers, your people that you go to school with? Do you pray for them? Here's how you got to pray for them. Whether, whatever you know about them, pray for their salvation or they're growing in their faith if they're already a believer. Or if you don't know, pray for both of those things. And then you pray, God, help me be the all-star in their life, at least for now. Like, who is the person that is in your relational world who God has placed you there on purpose because of whatever it is they're going through, which you have something similar that you're going through about? There's a guy who uh, is in my church. I think I've talked about him before. He, he's he been in and out of prison most of his life. Maybe you're listening now, and uh, I hope that you're out now. Um, last week we talked to you, were out. And uh, he called it his prison career because really since he was a kid, he was just mostly in jail. He got saved eventually, and he got out and baptized him, and then he struggled again, and he went out and he broke his parole or stole a car. It wasn't just like I didn't call in. You know, he stole a car. goes back to jail. And, you know, you kind of wonder, sometimes you you look at those people and you go, well, you know, did you really get saved then? What made you go out and do that all of a sudden? And um, then he got out again. He got out because of a health reason. And we were talking and uh, he said, and I asked him, I said, I want, and I wanted to know, you know, pastorally, I can't, you know, I want to know, not just do you say you believe in Jesus, but is there an impact in your life? By the way, you can call and tell us your hero story, your all-star story, 888-528-2557 is the number. This is Southern California Live. Scott Furrow, your host, 888-528-2557. Anyway, so this guy, I wanted to know if he had grown any. Okay, you said you believed in Jesus and you went through the routine of things. Do you know, is there any evidence that you've grown. And he said this, he said, you know, normally when I've gone into prison, I uh, look for a gang to join and I kind of join up with that crowd. But this time, he says it was different. This time I went in and I started an AA group. And I thought, that's amazing. Like, here's a guy who's got troubles, obviously. And uh, he's struggling to deal with those struggles. But the change that makes me believe he's truly saved, is that he goes back into prison, and this time he doesn't join a gang. He doesn't get into the violent wing of things. And you, there's all kinds of stories that I know some of you have, and it's brutal. You don't want to go there. Um, and sometimes people just get so used to it that they it just becomes part of their life. You, you don't want to do that. This time he start, he goes in and he starts to help people. And he said, you know, he was only in there a relatively short period of time this time because of the other issues that got him out. And he said, you know, I really helped people this time. And I really thought, you know what? This guy is a hero to certain people that he interacted with, even in prison. And I'm I'm telling you that because I want you to know this, that wherever you are in your life, whatever you're guilty of, whatever it is that you don't want to tell Jesus about, he already knows. But the things that you never want your mama to know, the things that you wish Jesus didn't know, and maybe, you know, whatever it is, that Jesus can use you in spite of all those things, including because of those things. See, you can be an all-star. That's a great thing about our faith is that it isn't a group of, you know, 
the the all stars that very often we happen we have in our life they're not necessarily the most mature believer that we know or the person who happens to be the most articulate Bible teacher or the person who who put up on a pedestal because of their faith. Maybe there's a good reason that we look up to them. They're a leader. They, they're qualified biblically. Great. But God uses every single one of us in the lives of other people to do amazing things. And I want you to know that, that if you're in a place where you just feel like, oh, I don't have any hope. God's never going to use me. I've got too many things. No, you don't. God can use the lower of the low when you commit your life to him. When you say, oh, God, I want you to use me. You can change right now and do a 180 and be the all-star that one day on some radio show, someone's going to call up and they're going to talk about you. Uh, it's not for your glory. It's for, the, it's for the glory of Christ. But God is glorified when fallen people and troubled people and sinful people and people who just are a mess do amazing things in the name of of Christ. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557. Robert in Irvine. Um, hold on a second there, Robert. I'm having personal technical difficulty here. We'll get to you. Are you there, Robert? Oh, okay. All right. Just a second. All right, uh, Robert. Sorry about that. Yeah. How you doing? This is, this is Scott Furrow. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, my all-star, when my son, when my wife was pregnant with our first child, I had all these hopes and dreams that he or she would be everything I wasn't, scholar, athlete, musician. And then when the doctor said he's a boy, that was one of the happiest moments of my life. But then five minutes later, the doctor asked me, do you know what Down syndrome is? And that was by far one of the saddest moments of my life. Mm. I had some faith in God, but I was just shocked, disappointed. Why me, God? I don't deserve a son like this. And you know, Scott, it's been over 32 years since that day, and with all the trials, tribulations, setbacks, and successes we've experienced together, I stand by my original statement. I really did not deserve a son like Trevor, but for the complete opposite reason. As a freshman, we found out he was being bullied, called the R-word, told he was worthless in high school. But by his senior year, he had turned the whole school around to the point where the faculty drafted him on the homecoming court. He was elected homecoming king in the greatest landslide in school history. He got more votes than the other four combined. And after, after he graduated, he was told the best job he could ever hope for would be folding towels in the basement of a hotel laundromat. Nevertheless, in 2012, he was hired as a team store greeter by the L.A. Angels. 2013 by the Anaheim Ducks, and 2018 by the L.A. Rams and the USC Trojans to be greeters at their venues. And then it gets better. After that, about five years ago, I went to a men's retreat with a... Robert? Hard because that... Yeah. Sorry, we lost you. So you went to a men's retreat. Go ahead and pick it up from there. Yeah. He said, consider what breaks your heart because that's where God is calling into ministry. Well, in our, we have, I have three sons. When they were younger, we taught their Sunday school. We fed homeless on Skid Row. We've, uh, you know, sang uh, worship songs at, at, at old folks' homes, so to speak. Those are good things. They weren't break, didn't break our hearts. What breaks my heart is the fact that 80 to 90 percent of all babies diagnosed with Down syndrome in the United States are aborted in the womb. In European countries, they have laws pending around the books. They want to be, quote, unquote, Down syndrome free by such and such a date. 
In some countries, if you're born a, a boy you're so, with a Down syndrome, you're sold into seven-day-a-week slave labor. If you're female, you're sold into a life of abuse-filled prostitution. And in some countries, some of the suicide bombers, you hear about that, are not that at all. They're just innocent people with Down syndrome. They put a explosive-laden backpack on their shoulders and send them out in the marketplace and blow them up by remote control. So that's what breaks my heart. Uh, we heard of a woman. She came by the store at Angel Stadium, that she was pregnant with a child with Down syndrome, that she was unsure what to do. But then she met my son, Trevor, and she brought him to life, she brought her child to life. And so we thought maybe there's something more to what Trevor's doing at his stadium in Southern California. We decided maybe we should form an organization we could replicate what he does in Southern California across the country. And so if a woman's pregnant in, say, New York or Boston, somebody could tell her, before you do anything, go see Tommy at the Yankee Stadium, or go see Susie at Fenway Park, and the lives of more babies at Down Center would be saved. So we formed our nonprofit ministry, Angels for Hire, spelled H-I-G-H-E-R, in 2018. We had lost a couple of years to COVID, but now we have uh, 65 greeters working for 20 venues across the United States, and there's more coming on the way. Hey, uh, um, Robert, can you hold on through the break? I have to take a break, but I'd like to hear more about this. Do you have a minute? Sure. All right. Can you hold on? Just hold on through the break, Robert. Um, Wow. You know what? I'm going to compose myself. You know, Robert, I think you said his name was Trevor. I got to take a break. He's my hero. 888-528-2557. This is Southern California Live. When we come back, we'll hear more from Robert about this organization and his son. Stay tuned. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. Scott Furrow with you today. All-Star Weekend. Week? I always want to say weekend, but it's the week. All-Star Game is Tuesday night tomorrow here in Los Angeles. I asked the question in this hour, who are the heroes, the all-stars in your life? And before the break, Robert in Irvine called and he started talking about his son and how his son is a hero. And uh, this is what you know he told us. He told us that... Uh, when his son was born, he was very excited that it was the best moment of his life. He said that uh, he's a boy, and then uh, the doctor asked, do you know what Down syndrome is? And then he thought at the moment it was one of the saddest moments of his life. He was disappointed and angry at God and wondered what uh, he did to deserve this. And now, 30 years later, um, uh, Robert is... Um, thrilled that God has blessed his life with his son, Trevor. Um, Robert, I I didn't want to let you go because we had to take that break there. And I thank you for calling and hanging on. Uh, Robert, you were explaining. So uh, Trevor eventually got hired by uh, California. I always want to say California Angels, the Los Angeles Angels um, and uh, other sporting teams down here. And he greets people. And uh, just tell us a little bit about uh, Trevor. How's Trevor doing? He's doing great. He's doing really good. He's uh, become known, admired, and loved by untold thousands of sports fans, uh, team executives, fellow employees, um, professional athletes. It's just amazing the impact he's had. And then the other greeters we've hired has been hired. We facilitate their hiring at these other stadiums. They also are making a difference in the atmosphere of where they are at. So it's it's spreading around the country more or less. So yeah, but Trevor's doing great. You know he's. He's one of those things, I wouldn't wish it perhaps on anybody, but I wouldn't trade him. What God has taught me through his life and, and what I've learned from him is a priceless gift that I've received from the Lord, for sure. 
we learn sure. we learn so much about life and the love of Christ and how God can do great things uh, through us, don't we, Robert? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. Definitely do. Yeah. Okay, Robert, so you started an organization with Trevor. I just want to get that correct. It's Angels for Hire. They can find people can find it at Angels for Hire, H I G H E R dot org. Is that right? That is correct. Like a higher purpose. Can, yeah. We're on a on a web all the rest and so yeah, for sure. All right. So if you if you're listening and uh, you've got some uh, uh, questions even about Down syndrome or maybe you have a Down's child yourself, would you uh, check them out? Angels for Hire, H I G H E R, Angels for Hire dot org. Robert, uh, thank you for your call. I got your name down. Uh, maybe we'll have you on and uh, talk more about this. I'd love to meet Trevor sometime. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to come up. We've been on Focus on the Family. We've been on. Uh, uh, Mike Huckabee show some other places too. So yeah, I would love to come on. That would be great. All right, Robert. Robert, thank you for what you do. Say hi to Trevor uh, for us as I well. Will do th- All right, eight 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 five two eight two five five seven. You know, and with the there's so many things today that I think God is bringing us back to the abortion topic, which is just in the news, right? What did Robert say? Eighty to ninety percent, maybe, of abortions uh, are you know are down syndrome kids. I remember, I think maybe this affects me a little bit because I, when we had our second child, John, we were given pretty significant statistics that he would be a Downs kid. And I remember going to the doctor's office and them telling us the reasons why and different things we can do. And then they show us the ultrasound and, the, and they say, okay, these are indicators here in the pictures and other things. And at the time, you know, we would have never um, aborted this child, no matter what. We were stunned at our our pediatrician, who we love, who just very casually said, uh, you may want to terminate and blah, 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 like it's just taking a pill, which it is these days, by the way, a whole other story. Like it just, I don't know, getting a hangnail removed or something might be a better and, you know, we went home and we kind of dealt with that. What God did with me, and I never I never told my wife this until after the fact, I felt that God really probably was going to uh, have Johnny have Down syndrome, that that would have been God's plan. Because during that period of time, while Christy was pregnant with John, I interacted all of a sudden, for the first time really in my life, with a whole lot of Down's kids. One of the missionaries our church supported, his son had Downs, and I, I sat with him in a Chili's for like two hours, just in the way, you know, you kind of go out to eat after church, and sometimes you end up on the end of the table, and those are the people that you talk with. He's who I talked with the whole time, and I loved this kid. That was the longest period of time in my life I'd ever had. And then deep down, I'm going, God is training me. And then our church started supporting a, a mission that helps grown-ups who are with Downs, and I broke down at the artistry of these young men and women, sometimes old women, men and women. And I broke down because our society casts people aside so easily, and it is just evil and sick. What I didn't tell my wife was I expected Johnny to have Down syndrome. I thought that's what God was going to do, and I expected it right to the moment he was born. And I was actually surprised the doctor didn't say to us that he has Down syndrome. Um... And, but the Lord taught me so much during that period of time. 
as I'm thinking about this now, I'm thinking about Trevor's story that we just heard, and I know that so many of you have the same story and maybe different things where you were told abort your kid. And the the issue of value of human life, the issue that God can use anybody for amazing things. You know, I'm looking at the website here that uh, Trevor's about. He's, get, he's inspirational young man and how he's impacting people for the Lord. It's amazing. So he's a, he might be our, our hero of the hour here, Trevor, and uh, our all-star. He is an all-star. And uh, Robert, I'm glad that God has done that in your life. And, you know, wherever you're at in, in these things, when you hear that we should just destroy children because maybe they have downs, you know, so often there are things that are worse, you know, much harder to deal with. And I understand all of that. But so often it's things that are just so that could bring so much joy, not just to the person's life who would be destroyed otherwise, but to the people around that person to say that a human being even with with difficulties like that, cannot be valuable, is just wicked. In fact, we even are encouraging abortions just for people who might be born into uh, into poverty or families with generational poverty or something, as if they can never get out, as if they do not have anything to offer, as if it would just be too much. That's just garbage. Anyway... Everyone, uh, you have people in your life who are your spiritual heroes, and, you know, you don't have to call a show and tell us all about them, but you should let them know. If there's somebody in your life who saved your life, who impacted your life, who just even said something, go back and let them know. Maybe it's a youth pastor. You know what I find from a lot of youth pastors when they get older is that they they usually have moved on from youth ministry because, you know, you would die if you kept having to play those games as a grown-up and uh, grown up, but I mean, you get to be like 30 or 40, you're like, hey, this is painful. I need to, you know, do something else. One of the greatest things that happens is in those kids who you thought in your youth group were a lost cause, you thought they're going to be just so far from the Lord and they got drugs or sex or alcohol or whatever it is that is driving them crazy. When they come back to you when they're 25, 30, 35, 40, and they say, hey, you thought, you thought I wasn't listening when I was in your youth group, but I was. And I've given my life to Christ. That happens all the time, not just to pastors, but to regular people who you thought you wasted your time sharing the gospel with them. You thought maybe you helped somebody or did something for somebody and you thought they weren't going to be not appreciative and maybe they were for the moment, but years go by and God works on their heart. You know, if you're that person and you need to tell somebody, hey, you impacted my life 20 years ago, 30 years ago, do it. Look them up. Uh, go find them. I bet they're on social media. Well, good thing about social media is you can go find them and say, hey, you might remember me. I was this and that. Thank you. Just give them that gratitude. I think it would uh, it would make their day. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. Run it every day from 3 to 5. Go to kkla.com. Look up Southern California Live for the podcast. If you miss an hour of the show, I'll be back with hour two in just a moment. Don't go away.